0: welcome everyone to the podcast i'm your host andrew ross now pretty much everyone at the shop level in the automotive aftermarket is aware of the challenges on staffing and in particular the challenges of uh, attracting and retaining apprentices to work in the shops and completing those apprenticeship programs well you know oftentimes uh for a variety of reasons uh Uh, You know, we lose apprentices uh, midway into their into their process, and that's never a great thing. And of course, there's an administrative burden on shop owners, too. And sometimes, uh, unfortunately, even though they know they need to get apprentices into their shops and build the workforce of tomorrow, uh, you know, those challenges uh, cause them to decide that it's really, you know, they just don't have the time for it or the challenges for it, they're doing enough on the day to day. Now, in Ontario, there is just recently approved a program under the Support Ontario Youth Program to address most, if not all, of those concerns. So with me today is the Program Director for the Motive Power Section of Support Ontario Youth, Melanie Winter. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you so much, Andrew. It's great to be here. Yeah, so uh, tell us a little bit about, I guess, Support Ontario Youth and, and how, like, where does this fit and how, how is it going to help, uh, you know, shops who know they need apprentices, know they want to keep apprentices and just generally in the industry in Ontario, uh, you know, build that that robust uh, population of, of our apprentice uh, technicians. So
1: uh, Support Ontario Youth is a group sponsor in the province of Ontario. So what that means is we have approval from the ministry to work with apprentices and employers within the sectors that we support to actually hold the registered training agreement on behalf of the employer. So typically in the apprenticeship pathway in Ontario, the sponsor and the employer are one and the same. Uh, there's an application for apprenticeship. When you fill that out, it says sponsor name and the employer usually writes their name in there, what we do is, we actually become the sponsor. The employer retains all rights of employment, obviously for that apprentice. I always say to employers, I, I'm not going to get into your HR stuff. I did that in a past life and you can keep it. Um, but when it comes to the actual administrative burden of dealing with the apprenticeship process, filing that application, registering the apprentice and then supporting them throughout, we take care of a lot of, if not all of that admin. And all also, it means that if there are issues, we either for the employer or for the apprentice throughout the journey, we actually act on behalf of uh, the apprentice and the employer with the ministry, meaning that most employers and apprentices barely even actually talk to the ministry. We do it for them. Um, and so huge advantage for small to medium-sized employers uh, within Ontario to just remove that requirement for knowledge. Sometimes they just don't understand the system. You re- you mentioned that a little bit in, in your intro, like they don't understand it or they don't have the resources to be able to manage that by, you know, additional uh, staff, like an HR department or something like that. Um, so we take care of all of that. Um, and we really help the apprentice navigate what is very much a confusing pathway within the province. Um, the ministry is is going to be taking steps to make that easier and more accessible over time. But for now, it's great for me because it means that I can help uh, both employers and apprentices get through the system.
0: Yeah. So uh, you know, let's do a kind of bit of a scenario play here. Let's you know, in, in a normal uh, kind of conventional structure. Uh, as an apprentice I would be attached to uh, you know pardon my terminology but attached to a shop uh, and and you know I'm kind of stuck there if things don't go well with the shop for whatever reasons maybe I'm not getting the hours or I'm not getting the kind of work I need we've certainly heard that from apprentices before where they're not trusted to kind of do the work and, and learn and build their tasks or feel they're not and Of course, the shops sometimes say, well, you know, you're new and you don't know anything yet, Uh, Mm -hmm. but it, you know, it can be a mismatch and I'm kind of stuck and it's not going well. And after some amount of time, I might say, you know, this is just not for me. I'm not learning anything here. And they exit Mm -hmm. Uh, completely. They exit the trade. They go find something else to do because it's, you know, they're, they're not looking, uh, you know, they're going to have to go leave and find another shop and they're going to lose their, their kind of connection with the apprenticeship program. Now, my understanding is that, that uh, through this uh, group sponsor program, uh, that whole situation changes, right?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if I would say that it changes, but it definitely becomes a lot easier for the apprentice. So because we hold a registered training agreement, we can support them then to find a new employer if that's what they need. Um, We can also support them to help them find their voice and to go to their employer and say, you know what? this or this isn't working, how can we make this better? How can we um, have a better experience for that apprentice to hopefully keep them in the apprenticeship program? A big part of what we do is see the barriers with to completion within the apprenticeship system, and we try to break them down. Um, so we provide apprentices with a lot of additional wraparound supports that they wouldn't get if they were on their own trying to navigate the system. And also on the employer side of things, we we provide a, additional supports for the employers as well. Um, so really, you know, we we come become, become that guide to help both the employer and the apprentice get through the system Um, and because we work with larger organizations and large uh, associations uh, a lot of times um, across the province we are also able to kind of lean on what we know about the industry to help support the employer as well in terms of have you tried this have you tried this in terms of ways to better retain and support their apprentices as well because we know we've we've got exposure to best practices that are working for other employers across the province
0: Right. Can you give me an example of, from an apprentice stand, standpoint of what sort of supports that, that have come into play? I mean, I know it's pretty new on the on yeah. the, you know, the motive power side uh, uh, weeks, if I think only uh, since approval. Um, what sort of supports are available have you learned have been uh, particularly valuable, if not, uh, you know, from this program, but from maybe some of the other trades that support Ontario Youth is uh, is working with? So
1: one of the big things is that we actually have on staff mentors, uh, so technical mentors. So for example, if we're working with an apprentice, um, our program manager for the 310S trade, um, she looks after the relationship between the apprentice and the employer and the ministry. Um, So she's the one that the apprentices reach out to if they have questions about how does the apprenticeship pathway work, all of that stuff. Um, And then on the, the mentor side, the technical side of the trade, those competencies that uh, a 310S is learning as they progress through the trade. One of the big issues or barriers to completion, again, to use that phrase, is that when they go back to school, so when they go back to their block or day release level learning, they lose their connection to their employer. They lose their connection to that journey person who's on staff, who's supporting them day to day in the shop, right? Um, and when they lose that connection, they also lose that that body that is their knowledge base. So they go back to school, they're struggling with a concept or or a competency that they need to learn or, through the theory or the hands-on learning that they're getting actually at their training delivery agent. Um, they have this technical resource that they can reach out to and say, you know what, I learned this in school today. I'm not Quite grasping it. Can we have a call? Can we can we walk through this together slower than maybe I did at school today so that I make sure that I retain that? Um, because obviously it's, it's no good to send an apprentice off to school if they're not going to pass those levels, right? And learn those competencies. Um, so that's been a huge thing. And one of the things that defines us and makes us different from, from others out there, that we're able to provide that additional layer of support um, to both the uh, apprentice and the employer, because obviously it's benefits the employer if the apprentice is successful. Um, And also we've got things in place for when the apprentice gets to the end of uh, the apprenticeship and is getting ready to write the C of Q, the the certificate of qualification exam, right? Like if they don't pass that, uh, that, that's a big thing. It's a big deal. So we've got other supports in place. Most of them, again, coming through these technical mentors uh, that we keep on staff Um, But things that we've put in place to help them um, to pass that exam, to prepare for that exam, to study like good study habits, all of those things to help prepare them and get ready to write the exam. And and again, helping them find their voice. Right. We have we have some apprentices who struggle with test writing like and and are are nervous test takers. And so we've got supports that we can come and find for them and provide to them that are going to help them through those hurdles and get through the thing.
0: Uh, that's great. I mean, it's pretty uh, clear that there's a real benefit to having that continuity of mentorship through the yeah. entire apprenticeship process, as opposed to, as you say, you know, relying on the individual while you're uh, doing your 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 time in the bays, um, and then losing them uh, yeah. for periods of time uh, while you're in the in doing the the classroom portions of your of your studies. So, uh, you mentioned also that there's supports and and benefits for the employer. So. Uh, what, what have you found to be something that the employers have leaned on most, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to these processes?
1: So we, through our recruiting process, and so we will we will recruit from time to time for the employers that we work with. Um, but through our recruiting process or our intake of, of applicants into our program, uh, we have two assessments that we use. One of them is a FIT for the trade uh that is a personality based assessment um built and and uh, data driven by uh human analytics and and created by psychologists that know way more about all of that stuff than i do um and then the other one is a critical thinking and reasoning assessment and those two assessments together critical thinking and reasoning obviously very important to the trades. Can you problem solve? Can you think through an issue, you know, this didn't work, now I need to try this, right? Um, So those two assessments together are something that we offer employers uh, as well. So if they uh, have a candidate that comes to them, whether through high school, uh, local channels, just their normal recruitment processes, we can offer them the ability to have that candidate go through those two assessments. And even if they if they decide the candidate is is good, bad, otherwise, they can use those assess- those assessments either to make the decision as to whether or not they would be suitable and likely more likely to be successful getting themselves through and working in that. That trade, um, or they can actually use those as um, to help them through the apprenticeship, uh, the apprentice through the apprenticeship by uh, providing uh, guidance or information on where that apprentice might need extra help or support certain areas um where it might just be beneficial to provide some additional support or guidance um so they're they're really great tools uh our employers love them um and and again we're talking to you know predominantly small to medium-sized employers don't have hr departments they're not going to probably use those tools or and or have gone out to ser- to source them um so we're happy to share we're- um, and, uh, and also again, you know what, beyond what we talked about, about the ad- administrative burden and the fact that we remove that for employers, just having, uh, us there again, as a source of information to clarify, like, is this, do I know that this is how this works in the apprenticeship system? Uh, obviously we pr- provide that for the employer as well. Um, and some of the grants, uh, that the government now offers, um, you know, in achievement incentive grants and things like that that the employers receive just for signing up an apprentice each time one of their apprentices goes back to school and completes a level of schooling, there's options or uh, opportunities for grants. Um, we actually are able to apply for those on the employer's behalf and deal with all the paperwork and administration of that grant as well and then just um, provide that to the employer. Um, so we kind of take care of some of that. Uh, directing funds from ministry to
0: the employer
1: uh, much easier and quicker for them. Well,
0: that alone, you know, is worth the price of admission. If you ask uh, me, you know, somebody who's, uh, you know, got a real phobia about lots of forums, especially ones going to government where you don't want to say the Mm -hmm. wrong thing, you know, and, and, uh, you know, in the again, in the mix of the day, uh you know uh, it, it's it's uh, it's about the repairing of the cars for the for the customers and these are not things that tend to be the strong points of many shop owners you know so uh so it's pretty easy to see the benefits there too kind of nice balanced benefit now we before we came on you mentioned the boot camps tell yeah. me about the boot camps what's all what's what's a boot camp and and where does that fit into everything that support ontario youth is doing and and uh then uh you say support ontario youth is there an age limit? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, there is not. Um,
1: we actually pride ourselves on being able to support every age, uh, age group that might want to get into the trades. And, and personally, we have like little celebratory behind the scenes uh, parties when we get uh you know 50 year old female apprentices like we were real excited about those ones obviously so third fourth fifth sixth careers we're happy to support uh anyone um graduating from high school all the way through to you know uh in in as I said third fourth fifth sixth careers so um no no age limit support Ontario youth the name is somewhat misleading um obviously a majority of our our base is you know probably in that 18 to 30 uh, space um, average age of apprentices these days in Ontario is actually 28 29 years old uh, so um, very happy to support everybody that wants to get into the trades but the boot camps and they actually do have some requirements not related necessarily to age but more so um, the in terms of who is uh, coming out as as candidates sorry to the event. Um, And and that's dictated by the ministry, because this is actually also uh, funded by the ministry. So this is through the skills development fund, the the boot camps are set up through that fund. So uh, boot camps, what they are is um, they are a one day, essentially try a trade kind of workshop. Um, So we invite candidates out um, and we do them in several different trades, uh, but we invite candidates out. And if we're talking 310S, they get a toolkit that uh, like an entry level toolkit, uh, $250 worth of tools for free, uh, just for showing up at the event. And then what we do uh, through the course of the eight hour event is uh, half the day is dedicated to actually giving them some on-the-tools experience. Uh, so in the uh, in the 310s boot camps, they're they're working on some breaks and uh, and trying out those tools and just making sure that they are learning how to use them. Uh, one of the biggest issues for people who who trying to get into the trade sometimes is they don't know the basics. And most employers would like them to at least have held a tool in their hand before uh, they show up on the first day of work, right? Um, and then the other. half Half of the day we spend on what we call essential employability skills, and that is networking, resume writing, um, how to go about preparing for an interview so that you can get out there and get employed. Um, We find those essential employability skills, especially uh, something that especially the youth of today don't have as much of. And they really, really need that. Right. The trades are still very much a networking, who you know, how you get in uh, a, a sector. And, and so we really want to make sure that they know how to network um, and how to use their network to their advantage, right? Like get on LinkedIn, call your your brother's cousin, sister and say, I really want to get in the trades. If you hear of an opportunity, please let them know that this is something I want, right? Right. Um so we find that these these days are are overwhelmingly successful. Uh people candidates reach out after the fact and thank us and say, okay, I did step one. How do I do step two? Right. And that's where Support Ontario Youth, our, our group sponsor side of the of things, can really help and support uh apprentices in getting into that uh registered training
0: agreement to continue on with their journey. That's great. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of components there to help the journey and to Keep uh, apprentices to attract and keep them in 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 their path to uh, completing their apprenticeship and and, uh, become, you know, uh, certified 310S uh, tech. How do uh, does an apprentice or an employer get in touch with Support Ontario Youth to find out if it's going to be a good fit for them to help?
1: Very easy. Support Ontario uh, For employers, there, there is an employer page and there is also an apprentice page. On the apprentice page, you will get some drop down menus. We are in uh, construction, industrial, and the motive power trade. So head to the motive power uh, tra- uh, tab, click the drop down menu, apply to 310S as an apprentice. They will upload their resume, uh, cover letter if they'd like, and also fill out those two assessments that I mentioned earlier. That we use uh, as part of that recruiting uh, process. Uh, and then um, we will reach out if we have a good fit. Um, we also are on uh, all the socials Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, LinkedIn everywhere as well, um, and we also post openings when we have them on Indeed. If we are recruiting for a specific employer in a specific trade, um, but in general, we always kind of have the the window open to apply to any of the trades that we're in. Twelve trades across the province.
0: Wow, it sounds like sounds like a great pro, great uh, program to to both attract and and make a, a little bit easier, a lot easier for apprentices to to navigate uh, and employers there's Clear, clearly a benefit to offload some of that administrivia that we all love so much nod nod yeah. uh, <laughs> uh. Anyway, great stuff. Thank you so much, Melanie. We'll put the in the show notes the link uh, for Support Ontario Youth. So anybody's interested, whether from the apprentice side or from the employer side, uh, go have a look. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks, everybody, uh, for uh, uh, being part of the, the podcast. Uh, thanks, Melanie, uh, for coming on as a guest. Uh, everybody, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will see, see you next time.
1: You are listening to the Great Canadian Aftermarket Podcast, brought to you by the publishers of Indie Garage and Jobber Nation. Connect with us online at IndieGarage.ca and JobberNation.ca, a brand of Chat Integrated Media.